to Hyperfixation Nation, the podcast with your host, Blake. First, a quick overview of the information being talked about in this episode. There will be two parts to the Zelda Tears of the Kingdom episode because there is so much to talk about, I can't cover it all in one episode. I will be going into depth about the four boss battles at the four temples. There is more information that I could be talking about, but I don't want to spoil too much, so the only things that you should look out for in this episode to spoil are how-to guides, which is the entire episode. So if you do not want to hear how-to guides on how to defeat the bosses of the four temples and the regional phenomena, then you can skip to part two, or you can pick and choose which one because I'll be talking about each boss battle after I like introduce it so I'll be like this regional phenomena boss and if you don't want to hear that one you can skip to the next one that one you want to hear this episode does not have information that you're not given at the beginning so don't worry about that I mean of course other than the how-to guide I have more hearts and weapons than I did when I was fighting these bosses so my point of view is a little different but I am going to talk about as if I were you at like a different point in the game so less hearts less shrines conquered worse weapons all of that so that's about it and on to segment two the main part of the episode the big boss battles and their difficulty You want to do them in the order I'll be explaining them, which is the Rido regional phenomena. That's the one in the Hiba region, which is in the top left of the map. And then the Zora one, which is like the water area, it's in the southeast. And the reason I like to do them in this order is because then you can use the sage's powers as you go on. So if you've done the Rido regional phenomena, then you get to use Tulin's magical power thingy on the other ones. And then you keep building them and accumulating them. These sages I found were really helpful with working on the other ones. Not necessary, but helpful. So then after you do the Zora one, you want to do the Goron, which is the one in Death Mountain. This is the Northeast. This one is a little more challenging because that temple is actually in the depths, which adds a little bit of spice to it. But the boss is not that bad. Like, I think that boss was probably the easiest boss but the hardest temple and then we got the gerudo regional phenomena which you should do last having the other sages defeating those bosses first gives you not only experience heart containers but it also gives you a lot of knowledge about what to do and their magical powers and they can be really helpful for defeating this one okay now back to the top some of the battle for the regional phenomena in the rito area This battle is against Colterra, the Scrooge of the Wind Temple. You are in the air, you get blasted into the air by Colterra, and you need to shoot its three weak points. The weak points become available for shooting when it shakes its spikes off at you. You have to do it all twice. You have to shoot them all once, and then it goes into its half-health mini cutscene, and you have to do it all again, but with tornadoes for the full defeat. You can shoot Colterra's weak points from the bottom, but I found that that is a waste of arrows, because when Colterra like, goes and shakes off the spikes for that weak point, it's completely healed on top, so it doesn't really do you much good unless you can get all three from the bottom. Yeah, you need to hit each weak point three times. But you can also land on the weak points, do a jump slice, like jump up to the air and then press Y to attack so that you can kill it faster. But getting on it without getting hurt is extremely difficult in my opinion. Things you really, really need. Arrows. 
you need five million arrows. Well, not really, but you get supplied a decent amount in chests and stuff that you find at the temple doing all those puzzles and stuff, but you should get more arrows. I used all my arrows because I, at the beginning of the game, I'm never like, yay, let's fight every monster possible. So I would shoot them from afar to make my life easier. But then I was running out of arrows and could not finish the battle. <laughs> so I had to go away, buy some arrows from Lookout Landing, and then come back. You should also have some eyeballs, like Keese eyeballs, Arakuta eyeballs. Keese eyeballs are less rare, and so I like using those because Arakuta eyeballs have multiple other uses. But what they do is when you attach them to your arrow, they can go and track and find the weak point. So even if your aim absolutely sucks, like me, you won't miss completely. And yes, you are in the air hanging onto your periglider the entire time, but every time you open and close it, your stamina refills, so you don't have to worry about like having more than one wheel of stamina unless you wanna like do the whole thing with never closing your periglider, which would be really stupid because then you can't dodge certain things as well. Uh, use Tulin. His gusts, amazing, especially in the second half when you have tornadoes because tornadoes are coming at you and you can only move so fast with the paraglider so the gusts help you get out of the way so you don't get hit. The tornadoes don't do like that much damage, it's only a harder two, but it messes you up and you drop really far, which is not great even though the updrafts do bring you back up, it just messes up my whole concentration, it might not for you, but that that's what I do. And then if you wanna make it even easier, getting the full dive mobility outfit will help it's not necessary, I didn't have it when I went against it, but after you defeat it in real life, it goes down and in the depths, there are certain areas where you fight it again. And I had it then and it was helpful for me, but it wasn't necessary. Like I completely could have defeated it without the dive mobility outfit. If you're wondering how to get the dive mobility outfit, you need to go to the islands in the sky that look like a whole bunch of rings stacked on top of each other. Go to the very island at the bottom of that circle and then there'll be constructs that you can talk to to do certain challenges. Then food you should have, you should have basic refill your hearts, but there's no like special effects that were really useful for me. I mean, if you don't have cold clothing, which wouldn't make sense considering you had to do the whole quest leading up to here with cold stuff, then definitely have cold repellent you should really just get the outfit. It makes everything so much easier because then it's one less thing to think about. That That's about it, yeah. Just watch out for the spikes and the tornadoes. Oh, and it like tunnels away into this like magical portal and then appears underneath you. So use Tulin to gust away from that. And also make sure whatever weak points you destroy, if you don't destroy them all the way before it goes into the portal, it will be healed. So make sure to keep an eye on that. Next, we have Mukturok, the Zora regional phenomena boss. There's sludge everywhere, like almost every inch of the battlefield is covered in sludge. The gravity is weird for this temple, so if you're not in sludge, jumping, you can periglide to a new place. So that's a tip, but there's still a lot of sludge, so you want water, anything, really. Sidon is really useful for this. Basically, Mukturok is swimming in all the sludge and you need to hit him with a water blast from Sidon or a splash fruit or like an opal rod or something. Sidon's blast is more powerful and it goes farther. The opal rods bounce around for longer, so it really is your choice. Once you unsludge Mukturok, you go and hit it with your strongest weapon. 
for the first half, it will stay in the same place. You can just hit it over and over and over, and it'll stay there flopping around for your period of time. I recommend dashing and going as fast as you can to get to Muktarok so you have more time to hit it, but you can also shoot it with arrows if you don't think you're going to get it in time. Then movement speed food, extremely helpful because the sludge slows you down so much. Any bit of moving faster is worth it. And Sidon, really useful for blocking attacks, but you should still have some food that'll refill your hearts. The Mukturok shoots like this beam of sludge that goes back and forth and you have to jump over it. Or just have Sidon's water wall around you and then it'll protect you and it won't affect you whatsoever. Other than, you know, breaking the water wall. <laughs> but that's okay because it protected you. Splash fruit, really good for getting rid of the sludge around you if you want to move. Don't waste an arrow, just press R and choose material to throw it so you can aim it. It's a little less precise with aiming, but it's really not that bad. Yeah, arrows can be helpful, but they're not really necessary. You don't need a ton, like with the Rito regional phenomena. But that's about it, really. Oh, the second half, Mukturok doesn't stay in place. When it's unsludged, it's like moving around, which makes it harder to catch. Like the second half of the battle was way more difficult than the first half for me because I could not catch him. <laughs> Next, we got the Goron Regional Phenomena boss, Marbled Goma. Bomb flowers are useful, so is the Sage of Fire's magical power thingy. You want to either use bomb flowers or the roly, I call him roly poly rocky dude, but <laughs> that's not his official name, I bet, but his, he rolls and like breaks open rocks and stuff. That's really helpful and that's a big part of it. You wanna break its legs and then you go in and hit it. And after you defeat it for the first half, it gets the ability to climb on walls and you can either angle roly-poly Rocky Dude on the wall so he will go up, but I find that has a lot less accuracy than just shooting bomb flowers. But you need to make sure to have flame resistant stuff and if you don't, you need to have a whole bunch of food so you don't have to worry about just like have some flame resistant to power that lasts 10 minutes and eat that right before you start the battle and that should be good depending on how long you take if you're doing the temple you should have at least the flame breaker shirt and if you don't i don't know how you're not burning alive <laughs> have food to refuel your hearts and then next the queen gibda this one is the Gerudo Regional Phenomena boss, and I used all of my sages for this. Not only is there the big Gibdo, there's four hives around that are extremely annoying because they're constantly getting more Gibdos out, and since Gibdos are immune to a regular weapon until they are hit with an elemental of some sort, and you do have to fight it for a little bit at the beginning before even entering the temple, but that's not super difficult. The challenge is when you have four hives and a Gibdo with mini Gibdos coming at you. So if you destroy the Gibdo nests in the four corners, you only have to defeat the one. Also, when you destroy a hive, a giant beam of light appears. This is extremely helpful because Gibdos turn white when they touch the light, so they cannot go in. It like makes them hurt or something. But if you're standing in a light, you can use it to destroy the other hives in the safety and shoot at the queen Gibdo without being attacked by any remaining Gibdos that might be there. You need arrows to use Reju's power, so going, having a good stock of arrows, you don't need a whole bunch, but definitely have a decent amount of arrows. Since she's the Sage of Lightning, 
her power is like, you know, you shoot an arrow and lightning strike there, but she does have to build it up. So if the Queen Gibdo is really far away, make sure that it gets the, like the yellow glow around it that shows that she has enough power to reach there or else it's gonna not do anything whatsoever. <laughs> If you don't feel like waiting or you can't, you can use bomb flowers, fire fruit or shock fruit, and then go after her with a strong weapon. You do that with Reju's power anyways, but it does use the fruit so and Reju like regenerates and stuff. As soon as you can track her down, like once she turns white, just go at her with as much power as you have, the strongest thing, and slowly it'll work. And then halfway through, she begins, and when she's white, she doesn't stay in one place, she moves around. This makes it really annoying. Not necessarily super difficult, just annoying for me. <laughs> Cause it's like, dude, why can't you just stay in one place? But yeah, that's all of them. So much to talk about involving Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, that I'll be doing episode two continued to make sure that I can get everything I want to talk about in. So definitely stay here and listen to that episode to hear about different parts of the game. But now I will sum up part one of episode two. Arrows and bomb flowers are extremely important for all the battles. They are a lifesaver and can do damage if you don't think you're going to get to the bad guy in time. So you want to make sure it stays on the ground a little longer so you can get there and hit it. Fighting these bosses is 100% worth your time. I know it may not seem like it because like, oh, you already got the sage, even though you haven't done the boss. Whenever you're in that area, you get the power. But at the end of the game, you will have to fight those bosses in a row without a chance to heal and without the sage's power. So it's just makes no sense not to do it. So 100% fight them. And using the sage's power helps a lot with all the battles. No matter which boss it is, whatever powers you have from the other sages, use those. They are kind of annoying sometimes because you have to track them down because they're like, oh, I'm gonna go try and help, but they really do nothing. So do definitely put in the energy to go and find them and use their power. They won't be that far away, but it'll be, for me, it's always been slight inconvenience. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's about the sum. Make sure you have plenty of arrows and bomb flowers. Those are important for everything, like I said before. And splash fruit. Splash fruit is really good for Sidon. Flame resistant stuff. Yeah, make sure you, you, you pay attention to the temperature of whatever place you're fighting the battle in, or you will have so many extra things to think about. But yeah, I hope you enjoyed the episode, learned something new, and had fun. This is Hyperfixation Nation, hosted by Blake. Goodbye, y'all.